Hi there, this is Amanda and you are listening to The Vining Perspective. Today is a daily drop. Dailies are typically between 5 and 10 minutes and are focused around thought leadership, inclusive to RevOp, sales, senior leadership, and business development. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I am so excited and inspired right now that so many of you have been sending in your topics. I've been asking for them and you have come with them. You've been delivering them, been getting lots of good stuff into the inbox and into my personal email. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This is not something that's easy to do consistently and think of fresh new ideas. And what I'm learning is every time you give me an idea, it's like-minded to your peer group and especially to our internal audience. So what's fantastic about that is that your idea is then hitting and resonating with many people and it's keeping me super inspired as well. So please, please, please keep them coming. Today, uh, you'll know who you are and the topic that I'm doing because you're a propagiza. At least Chloe from Too Hot to Handle says getting called a geese is a good thing. It means good banter, good chat. It means that you're like a handsome, cool guy. A geese in the U.S. is a different thing, but in the U.K. it's allegedly a great thing. So you should know who you are and that I'm doing your topic today. And it is about how you're going to grow and learn and take a loss on It's one that happens in all parts of our business, especially for our internal audience. So I think it's worth talking about. And even for my external audience listeners, I hope that you can relate to this too, because we all have been there where you've taken a loss. And that can be in a sales funnel opportunity where you've really geared yourself up. You've worked really, really hard for this win that you know you could almost spend the money. You felt like you were getting that account. And you find out after you know months of work or even a year of work, you make the top two and you get that call that you lost. Um, we've all felt that you know punch in the gut that that moment is if, if we're in outside sales. And then on the other side of the business and the internal pieces, whether you're in customer success and relationship management or you're in the operational side, how personal that can feel when you're giving above and beyond in true service to a customer and you get that information usually from another source within the business to let them know that you've actually lost this and you've lost this relationship. And in some instances, you know, sense of living, um, you know, cost of living, your income, your ability that has come in from, um, especially one of the, you know, bigger or a, a portfolio that's attached to one another or something, there's impacts beyond just the the personal feeling of it, right? So in many commission worlds. So there's all these different impacts across all pillars in our business and in external businesses that would be listening. So I love a topic that can relate to anyone listening. And I think this is one of them. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about how I lose and how I handle it and how I ask myself certain questions so that it can impact my future and that I can be much more strategic on the other side. So first and foremost, I will fully admit I'm an ego person. I'm someone who had an extremely high sales conversion rate, especially in my like coming up years. And I look back at that time and again, was probably a little bit overly confident at times. I actually can think specifically to a couple moments that humbled me and I'll share those in a moment. But I would be someone 
who would really feel like I could win anything. And I didn't necessarily just think it was because I believed in what I was selling. I thought that was part of it. But I also think thought it was because, oh, I'm a really good salesperson. And I think that's really ignorant now, looking back. Uh, it wasn't customer-centric. I was kind of obsessed with my own ability to own a room or captivate an audience. I was about me at times. And the biggest revelation that I ever had in my life was a year that I lost two accounts back-to-back. Uh, one had gone into contract. And at the time we would co-sell and it was like $20 million. And then it was, you know, a big account. This is many years ago. We had everyone there, every executive there. We had all the executive assistants in the room. We had literally signed a contract with this client. And then they backed out in their contract after the 30 day out close because the EAs just kind of freaked out about leaving the incumbent. And then after that, I had implemented another account that was enormous, a huge global account. And it basically then got acquired and fell out in that process. And I had gone and told everyone about these wins. And I remember having this moment where like, bitch, you better practice what you preach because you need to pick yourself back up again and your entire pipeline because you had too many eggs in certain baskets and you don't win it at all. All just fell through. And now you are going to have to eat the humble pie and really learn from this experience. So I suppose I'll share that like, we've all been there. (laughs) We've all had those gut punching losses. And in recent years, I've certainly had them as well. So I'll talk about um, some of that in a moment, like what happens when it's an existing customer and how that feels and how you deal with that as well. um, And potentially even win them back. But I'll talk a little bit first about it on the sales side. So first and foremost, I always want you when you lose to ask yourself two things. Um, One is like, is any of this actually in my direct control or was I putting my energy into something I shouldn't have been? And the reason I share that is because knowing who you are and knowing who you are not is really important. And I know so many of us will spin our wheels. We'll spin our wheels trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. And maybe even using our internal brands as an example, we will know a client is better for a different brand, but we're trying to push it where we we are, right? That is not an intelligent move. And we always end up in the same place. Or is this a customer who really doesn't see value in a dedicated service model? They absolutely do not see value in a high-touch approach to service. They're coming from a competitor or they're looking at competitors around the table that are in your top three that you're aware of that are all online, tech only. They give a poor service experience. They might take care of a couple of VIPs for some extra fees, but they really don't care about the fact that travel is personal and they don't get to the heart of that. And in every meeting where you talk about service, they glaze over and that doesn't resonate. I would often question, well, why are you even there? And it took me many, many years to stop putting my energy into opportunities that would only defeat me, but you need to have enough self-awareness to go, okay, who am I bidding on? Is it way outside of the size that I should be targeting? Are there all these other global pieces that aren't going to be facilitated correctly in the brand that I'm positioning? Is this customer seeing value in what we do? And if you are wasting your energy on things that you were never going to win anyway, you need to hold yourself accountable to that and focus on the control factor of what you can do in the future. So I know I had moments where there were just certain things I wasted my time bidding on that I'm like, I know I actually don't 
I'm not going to win this account. And even if I do, it's going to be a complete shit show because they're really not the right fit. You need to have that self-awareness and not do that because what you're doing is you're spinning your wheels, you're defeating yourself. And there's so much good business that 25 hours of energy that you're putting into that, you could be putting into someone who completely understands what we do and really being strategic there. So I'd say first and foremost, look at what you're dealing with. Are you going to be able to win this customer? Is there something that we don't do that a certain competitor does that's so critical to them that you're trying to put some, you know, tape around it and make and paint a story and in band-aid it to pretend that we do something we don't, when you can become really honest with yourself, if it's something that you're not going to be able to do, or you're going to have an unsatisfied customer, it's not going to work. So I guess my point here is that for me, my awakening moment was when I completely shifted my ego of being able to say, I can close everything to being customer centric. And I mean, truly customer centric is what am I doing going to solve the need for the customer? Am I the best fit for the customer? Do I have that level of confidence in that sale? that that customer is going to come on, then they're going to want to give me referrals. They're going to understand that this is a partnership, that they're not going to just, you know, bark at the first challenge that we have through implementation. They are going to see the value. They get it because what I'm selling them makes sense for their organization. When you have that turning point, you win a lot more or you just don't spin your wheels on things that you were never going to win, right? Or you're thinking two years ahead, we may be able to do that. Well, I'm talking about today. So that's the first thing I want you to think about. And I know I kind of ranted on there for a moment, but just thinking about it as like, did I actually have a opportunity to potentially win this? And if you're answering that question first and you think through all those pieces and you have to have that moment of, okay, was was this worth my time? The second part of that is going to be, then if it was, what elements in your control could you have done better or did you not do, right? So was there a part during the process that you could have been more proactive? Is there a place that you could have given more information? Was it that your pitch wasn't as sharp as it it, it wasn't. You know, one of the things I learned long ago was that I will do so much pre-work. I will do so much basically working on a presentation, making it perfect, practicing it, learning every single thing about every single person in the room that I can from doing my research online. Like I like to, if something matters for me, over-prepare to the point of exhaustion. I'm the same way with like an interview for different roles that I've received internally. People will be like, why do you take something to that level? Because if something matters to me and I want it, I think that there's something to be said for that. I think that even from a customer experience and a prospect experience, that if they know that I care that much and that I want that partnership and I want that business that much more than everybody else that they're going to meet with, that there's something to be said for that. Because if someone wants my business that much, I know they're going to be loyal to me on the other side and they're going to work really hard to maintain that partnership. Whereas if someone's just using a generic deck that they've used 15 different times, they're not going to be that person, right? So for me... I really, really, really want that to be expressed and shown. I even use talking about that a bit in my clothes, but I would rather put everything I have in and over-prepare when it is that right key identifiable opportunity. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not spinning my wheels. I want them to know that I want it so much and deliver on everything tenfold that they can't not ever pick me because they didn't think I cared. They're going to see that I cared. So I guess you have to ask yourself the question of what could you have done better? And it's hard to take that look in and see what you've done wrong. You know, I've had negative feedback from prospective clients. I have a very strong personality. There's certain people that aren't 
going to mesh with me or they're not going to enjoy my style. Uh, I've had people, you know, comment that it is too salesy at times or a certain line that I've said didn't resonate. But it's also because I encourage that feedback. And if you're really questioning why you as a human are losing some of these key bids that you are saying, yes, we tick every box, we were the right fit, how the heck did they pick this? Where did this go wrong? Asking the person that is the true decision maker for that in a way that you say, I apologize if this is inappropriate for me reaching out to you in this manner, but I'm looking to improve myself and my sales ability individually, as well as in how I'm positioning our brand and our company. And in everything that we had talked about, for me on my side, you really did tick each one of those boxes. And I imagined a very different conversation today. I don't need an answer right now, but um, I wonder if you would be willing to give me that honest and transparent feedback maybe in the next few days when we've both had a moment to kind of let this information sit in and you can think about what I could have done differently in my pitch so that if I am going into a customer like yourself who would be identified as like a key prospect of customer for me, how could I do that better? Like what parts did I not communicate well and is there things that I could work on in my own individual style that you think would have resonated more? Would you would you be willing to be that honest with me? And what you'll find is a lot of these executives or C-levels or even just, um, you know, leader of that part chunk of the business, they didn't get there because they shy away from giving feedback or managing people. They've got there because they've done doing that their whole life. So you asking for that of them really doesn't bother them. Um, I know that if someone was to ask me for that, if I was in that scenario, I would give them honest feedback. And hopefully that honest feedback would then go with them. But those are some of the moments where people have been like, well, how did you get a client to tell you that? Or how'd you get a... I, the difference is I ask. Um, I don't really shy away from that. And I think that people can understand on a human level that your self-improvement is important and real and you can get a lot of information if you ask for it. So that, that's another thing that I would say. So I would make sure that I was learning and growing in the ones that I could have controlled the narrative better. Um, and then for the ones that I couldn't, I would think about if I really want to invest my time in similar opportunities in the future. So hopefully that's helpful on the sales side of things. On the operational side of things and the customer relationship side of things and the customer success side of things, where you're maintaining this on this personal level and you have that same loss a lot of the feedback is the same. You know, we take these losses so personal because they're personal to us because we feel like, oh my God, what could I have done better? What could I do? You want to look at it and say that, yeah, that could be it. And then part of it, of course, is, you know, do we have the same offering or are they going for something completely different? We're working really freaking hard to make sure that our offering is geared up in a way that we shouldn't be losing anyone who fits in that startup to mid-market world in our future when we're launching all of this new tech. Obviously, COVID has has changed our roadmaps a bit on when it's appropriate and not tone deaf to launch new technology. But we are hopeful that all of that's going to mean that we shouldn't be losing anything. But in this interim period, there has been disruption in our industry. There has been changes. There have been new entrants. Is it really in your control? Did you have something that you offered that had prohibited us continuing their relationship? Or is it something that they went a completely different direction because they are looking for something that we don't offer? You know, I know sometimes we get frustrated when we look around and we compare 
to ever, you know, each brand has this, or I want this that this competitor has, or I want that. But sometimes it's okay to know exactly who you are and that what our strengths are outweigh certain weaknesses that others have. And we're not all going to look the same. You know, travel has become a market that more and more got into. And what interesting times is they've expanded with how many competitors we have. We're now in this pandemic scenario. So TBD, what that's going to look like on the other side, we know sure as heck we're still going to be here. But it's something that you want to think about. Like, is this something I did or not? Because if it's not, you have to just be able to take all the personal out of it and say, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your transparency. We are working really hard to increase X, Y, and Z in the same areas of the reasons why you're going. I don't want to come to you prematurely. I want to have a fully baked product that is legitimate and fair and what would make sense for you. Can I introduce that to you and talk to you about that when the time is right and when we're launched and be honest? Now, if you have to have the moment of awareness that you didn't offer them something, which unfortunately we're all freaking busy and this is part of it sometimes. Oftentimes these defections could have been prevented. And that's what really kills me is when we lose a customer because we didn't offer them a certain thing within our wheelhouse or our tech suite, our secure suite, our ability. And it had been sitting there all along, but we made a, like a small minded decision on oh, well, do we have the time to implement this for them right now that ended up losing the entire account? So if you have a single one of those anywhere in your team or in your, you need to go and look and say, what about all the rest of my clients? Let's make sure that they are implemented soup to nuts on every single thing that we provide because we never want to be losing the client again on, excuse sorry, I'm on something that could have been prevented within our existing portfolio and abilities. So I would really have that moment with yourself too, to say, okay, how do I prevent this for my future? Because I never want to lose over something that we could have done and focus on those elements in your control as well. And just make sure you take those moments and make them not be personal and allow those exits to be fruitful and really leave that door open. So in any conversation with a client that has made the decision to leave our business, which there have, of course, been clients that have made that decision. And there are many that have made the decision to come back, which is a very powerful testament to what we do. And sometimes people just want to test the waters out there. You know, they've been in a longstanding relationship for a long time. They say, let's just give something else a go. And we don't want them to feel like that door is closed. So I look at a de-implementation of an account is as critical as the implementation of an account, making it absolutely seamless, easy, thanking them for the partnership that we had, not looking desperate, uh, but looking that you're still wanting to imagine a future together finding out what an appropriate cadence of when to follow up is, making sure that you're not then shoving everything that is not really legitimately out there or that you had in position for six months, all of a sudden now it's available to them. You want to be really careful at how you handle that so that you do keep the door open and that you follow up with them appropriately. And when you've missed the mark, let them know that. Um, you know, I've had conversations with clients that we've been able to save and I've had conversations with clients that we have not been able to save. And I, when we've messed up, will openly say, I don't know how we got here. And I apologize sincerely on behalf of our organization for the stress that you have felt in this time and in this period. And you are very much right on X, Y, and Z. If I was able to, you know, talk you through more of how we would solve that, is there an opportunity to discuss that now? Are you open to us solving this over the next 60 to 90 day period? Or is this too far gone and your decision is made? Because I want to be respectful of your time. I just want to understand how I can best solve this for you. 
And what you see in those environments is that people will typically say, oh no, I mean, can, well, what did you do for this, this, and this? Or you can find out right there, you know, did they sign a contract already? I'm all about like, don't over-invest in something that's already too far gone because you're just going to spin your wheels out and disappoint yourself. And then instead they said you could follow up in six months, follow up with them in six months with really important information that solves everything of why they left. If they are willing to explore the conversation more, be super honest about what we can do. And then you're going to have to work really, really hard to deliver on all those pieces so that they are going to reestablish that broken trust. But I often find that asking someone like where the conversation should go next and making sure that we're transparent with one another is going to be critical, especially in those salvation of a relationship moments. So hopefully this is helpful. But the way that I would end and say that, like, how do you grow and how do you learn from it? There's so many things out there. Like there's so many careers out there. There's so many products and services you could sell. There's so many that are even potentially within for all of our internal people, our same industry. But why do you choose this one? Like I am someone who I always think about, like even in my hardest moment of like why I lost or why did that not come to fruition? Oh my gosh, I wish I had this that blank has and we don't. All the goods and the pros for me and what we do outweigh those bads. So that's why I stay and that's why I do it. And I just make sure I work really hard and hyper-focus on what we can control and what we're good at and what will make sense. And on the pieces that we can't, I try not to hyper-focus or obsess over things that aren't in my control. And then anything that I can do better, I work really hard on to be better and to do better. And I welcome my own challenges and moments I've been disappointed with myself so I can shine when I'm succeeding in them. And I'll end in saying that you have to also remember your successes. You know, if you're someone who gets completely defeated because of a loss, you're not then celebrating your successes appropriately either. And you need to take that weight of it off of you as an individual and off of your ego and make it back to the customer. And I think that you'll see a lot more success and a lot more enjoyment in what you do. So that's my lesson for today. I hope I did it justice and I will talk to you all soon.